This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 980. What's your IELTS speaking score if you miss one question? Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. What happens to your IELTS speaking score if you don't understand a question and choose to not respond at all? Listen in today to find out and to make sure you avoid making this drastic mistake. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, my good friend, Aubrey. How are you? Hi, I'm doing all right today. It's been a busy day. We This is before Christmas for us, and the kids are home for Christmas break. Yeah. So I have to keep them entertained, but it's pretty fun. What about you? Uh, yeah, great. There's, you know, I, I love Christmas break. <laughs> it's more relaxed, you know. You don't feel as guilty just like watching Christmas movies all day right. or whatever. <laughs> um, but luckily, we're doing uh, – James is part of the OBOB competition again this year. So he has to read a lot of books. OBOB is an acronym. It stands for Oregon Battle of the Books. And so um, awesome. every year, students, if you're in third through fifth grade, you can form an OBOB team. And then there are 16 OBOB books. You divide them up between your teammates and you read as many books as you can and then you compete in um, this year's going to be on Zoom but you compete against other uh, groups in Oregon like answering questions about books it's so fun that is the best idea ever I have to find out if there's an ABOB down here I've never heard of <laughs> like that but it's ah! genius I love it. No, it's so great. And the kids yes. love it. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, so we have a, a nice list of books to read over this awesome. break. Um, okay, let's get into IELTS, Aubrey. What are we talking about today? Yes, we had a great question from one of our three key students in the Facebook group, which is about a couple of things. First of all, a question that she didn't know how to answer. And we're going to break down your speaking score if you don't answer a question at all. So this is a great awesome. one, you guys. It's going to be very Yeah, helpful. because Aubrey, you were saying even before we started recording, students ask this a lot, right? Yes, like, I've had... If- yeah. Mm-hmm. Students have asked a lot. Just um, I, I didn't understand a question, so I di- skipped it entirely. I didn't answer at all. How will that affect my score? So I'm guessing we have a lot of listeners out there who have that same question. For sure. Definitely. And guys, like this is one of those answers that's, that cannot be cut and dried, right? Because it really does depend on how you answered the rest of the questions. 
right? Which we don't know. So that's, you know, that's a big question mark there. Um, If you did really, really well on all the other questions, the the fact is that, yeah, it'll still ding you. Like, it'll still hurt your score a little bit if you completely don't answer one of the questions. Um, But not as much if you've already done really well. And it also depends on what kind of question it was. If it was like an easy part one question and you didn't understand it and you didn't answer it, guys, you're not going to get higher than a six. Like, that's impossible. Because if you don't understand a part one question, you're definitely going to be in trouble in part three. Yes, good point, right? But if it's a very difficult, complicated part three question, and you've done really, really well so far, it will be hurting you less. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, okay, let's get into this real-life IELTS student question. We'll talk about how maybe this person should have answered and what this might have done to this person's score. Yes. Okay. So I'll read the question. Um, she said, I was doing well in my speaking part until it came to the last question, which was, what kind of sustainable projects can make the economy grow? And then she said, or something like that, I don't remember well. Unfortunately, I didn't understand and I didn't answer the question. So my question is, how many points will I lose in the speaking test? Because this question I did not answer. Well, I'm wondering, like, if this were the complete question, like she she says that she can't really remember it well, right? Um, But this this could be a question. I would. uh, So hmm, I'm trying to figure out what topic this was connected to. It could be connected to the environment. Like if we're talking about sustainable, we use that adjective usually connected to like um, things that are better for the environment, right? That we don't pull on um, uh, finite resources, right? Like um, using solar power and stuff. Or it could be connected to business and the economy. So I'm not sure. Yeah, that's interesting to think about because some students might not realize that your part three questions are related to your question in part two and that they're all related. They build off of each other. So it often will help you if you're sort of following the line of how the questions are related, then it'll help you understand each one that is asked. Oh my God, that is such a good point though. Because yeah, I feel like a lot of students, a lot of IELTS candidates don't know that, that um, all of your questions in part two and part three are going to be around one theme, one topic, like media, celebrity, um, finance, uh, in this case, maybe uh, environment, right? So maybe the part two question was like, describe an environmental law that your country should have. And then Mm. the rest of the part three questions will all be about the environment, guys. Um, it's That's the way it is, always, always, always. But that's true. Like, I've seen a lot of IELTS candidates that don't know that. And so each time, like, if I start a new group of questions in part three, they think I'm going to a totally new topic. And then they're, like, confused for a second. And they might mm. answer about the wrong thing because they don't understand what's happening, right? So that right. is a really good point, Aubrey. Yeah. And you'll even hear the examiner say, like, we've been talking about the environment, for example, and I'd like to ask you a few more related questions. So that's sort of a reminder to you. These questions will all be a little bit related to that same theme. Exactly. Yeah, guys, listen to the examiner. That is the second thing that I think a lot of students don't realize will help them. Um, And if if you don't listen to what the examiner is saying, that's going to cause so many possible horrible situations. But 
especially in that part, right? The examiner's giving you a clue. Like she or he's literally telling you what the questions are about, right? So um, listen to the examiner, guys. Don't start planning your answer before the examiner is done asking you the question. That is another big mistake I've seen a lot of students make on IELTS. And then again, like you start talking about the wrong thing or maybe you even, and this has happened a lot, maybe you are interrupting the examiner before they finish the question and you just start answering. And it's like, no, A, that's rude. And B, you're not going to be talking about the right thing. (laughs) Right, exactly. Those are really good points. So this will all help you guys be more prepared for part three. And then if there is a question like this one, and there may be vocabulary you don't know, like maybe you haven't heard the word sustainable before. And so that throws you off. Think back, okay, what's the theme? What was part two about? And you'd have a good idea. Okay, this is probably about the environment, some kind of projects about the environment. But you can also ask a clarifying question to make sure you understand the question because you don't want to assume you understand and then answer the wrong question because that will also affect your score. So, yeah. Yeah, so not answering and answering about the wrong thing, guys, those will help your score. Those will not help your score. However, just asking the examiner for an example, that doesn't impact your score at all. So, I mean, come on, like, of course, the choice is obvious, right? Ask the examiner for a little bit of help. And that's totally fine in part three when the questions get really tough. So here, it's like, what kind of sustainable projects can make the economy grow? Now, even as a native with no context, not knowing what questions came before, I would ask a a clarifying question, right? I would say, do you mean sustainable projects like solar panels, for example. Um, and then the examiner would say, sure, yeah. And then <laughs> and then I could talk about that, right? So that would be the direction I would take this. Like, what can the, uh, what projects can the government maybe invest in that would also help the economy? So especially now as we're facing higher unemployment rates, um, our government has just passed another stimulus package to help people. Um, I would say that the government should use that stimulus package to invest in infrastructure projects such as more sustainable transportation, a more sustainable energy grid, right? Um, And that creates jobs, right? And it lessens environmental um, problems, which costs money to fix. Yes, exactly. And like you mentioned, you could talk about solar panels, recycling, um, there, an algae used as fuel, anything that is, <gasps> yes, anything that is saving natural resources, like you said, is sustainable, is a sustainable project. And so if you understand the word and even break it down, you know, the verb sustain means to keep or help not waste something. And that'll help you be able right. to understand how to answer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
I love it. Yeah. And guys, like, like Aubrey said, if you really have no idea what this question is, because maybe you're nervous, maybe there yes. are a couple words you don't understand and you're really just like lost, you have no idea what to do, then just say, I am so sorry. I really do not know what that question means. Can you rephrase or can you clarify or can you give an example? Those are three very accept- acceptable questions to ask the examiner. So, Aubrey, In the student-specific situation, last question of the exam, did not answer it, maybe didn't even say anything, just like shrugged her shoulders, what would that do to her score? Yeah, so let's break down the speaking score section by section to help her and you guys understand what would happen. So if you skip it entirely, just don't answer. Your task score will be affected. Wait, task is writing. Sorry. That's right. Coherence. (laughs) As I said that, I'm like, wait a minute. I know. That was my mistake because I wrote the wrong note. My mistake, guys. Not task. That's funny. I read task and then I was thinking, how would your task? Wait a minute. (laughs) So yes, your fluency and coherence score, right, is going to be affected because this score depends on you showing how fluent you are. You need to be able to understand each question and then fluently answer it without pauses and hesitation. And so that score is unfortunately going to go down. Yeah, I would say, guys, like, if you if you totally whiff an answer, like, just do not say anything, um, it, your fluency and coherence score will probably not be able to rise above a six, right? Even if you do great on the other answers. And I mean... This is a hypothetical. I mean, in reality, guys, like if you are stunningly brilliant on all the answers and then then this wouldn't happen to you. You know what I mean? Like if you're at a band nine and all of your other answers, you're not going to not understand a question like you're not going (laughs) to. be completely silent in an answer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're that, mutually exclusive. Like yeah, it just wouldn't yeah, happen yeah. that way. Right. Um, okay. And then for vocab, guys, this will also affect your vocabulary score because part of the vocab score is like you know enough vocab to talk about anything right? Um, To be flexible. And so if you don't have the vocabulary to A, understand the answer, or B, say anything related to the topic, then that's going to hurt your vocab score as well. You um, You cannot qualify to be described as a seven for vocab if you don't show a range, right? Yeah. Um, So yeah, those two scores will be affected the most. The other two, not so much. Aubrey, what do you think about the grammar score? Yeah, no, I agree. It's not going to affect you because you're not making grammar mistakes if right. you're not answering the question. So it is the fluency and co- coherence and vocabulary scores that are going to come down because again, pronunciation, same thing. You can't make pronunciation errors if you don't answer at all. If but that is talking, huge that right? it could pull you down to where you can't get higher than a six for fluency and coherence because these four are averaged together and that can right. it can keep you from getting a seven. Yeah, yeah, completely, guys. Um, And I mean, to be honest, like at the end of the day, if this were the last question that I asked a student on the exam, right, as an examiner, this is the last question. If you totally blow the last one, you're just like, I have no idea, and you kind of give up. That's the last impression you're leaving on me as Mm, the examiner, as your audience, right? So 
this could go one of two ways. One, maybe you have just been a stellar student the whole exam. And so as an examiner, I chose a a really, really hard last question because I wanted to challenge you because maybe in my mind, Mm -hmm. I'm like, is this person a seven or an eight? Oh, I don't know. I have to make you prove it somehow. So I ask you a super tough question. So if it is like that, right, and you're hovering between that seven and eight, and I chose the most difficult question to ask you, maybe you could still get a seven because that last question was so hard. I know it. You know it. (laughs) That's the reality. Mm -hmm. However, if I'm still waffling between a six and seven and you blow that last question, you definitely are not going to get a seven, right? Because I'm like, oh, well, they can't even talk at all. (laughs) So that's a six. That's a good point. And an examiner might, with that last question, there might be specific things they were looking for that you haven't done yet or haven't done enough to quite get that seven yet. So they're listening for those idiomatic expressions. They're listening for transition phrases, hoping that you do it. And then you don't answer at all. Then they're like, bummer, can't give you the score they would love to be able to give you. Yes, exactly. Um, And that word bummer is great slang, guys, by the way. Um, A bummer, you could actually use that to answer the question. You'd be like, oh, I know this is a bummer, but I don't know what that question means. Um, Can you give me an example? Guys, slang comes in handy in so many ways on the speaking speaking test and general training task one, informal letter. Guys, don't forget to sign up for our web class. It is coming up here very soon in the next couple weeks. So sign up, go to allearsenglish.com slash slang. This is a free web class. It is live, guys. There is no other chance like this to learn vocabulary and strategies to improve your English and become more native. Right, Andre? Yes, yes. Definitely sign up, guys. It's going to be January 20th and 23rd. Michelle and I are going to teach you so much great slang and when you should use it, when you shouldn't use it. So these are excellent strategies, both for part one and two for IELTS and just when you're speaking every day, right, as you're learning English. So definitely sign up, allearsenglish.com slash slang, S-L-A-N-G. Grab your spot, guys. It's already filling up so quickly. All right, awesome. Well, Aubrey, this is we're Aubrey, you we're going on vacation for a little bit. That's right. Um, <laughs> until 2021. Now I got guys, I know you're listening in 2021, but it's a bit of a time warp. Um, Aubrey, I'll see you next year. <laughs> oh yeah. Merry Christmas. See you next year. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.